You're listening to Revive the World Ministries podcast. Thanks for listening. We hope this message encourages you to be all God created you to be so that you can impact the world around you with the love and power of God. For more information about us, you can visit our website at revivetheworld.us or visit us in person each Sunday at 10.30 a.m. and Wednesday at 6.30 p.m. We hope to connect with you soon. I want to talk to you this morning about love looking like something. Sarah said that seems like a long time ago that love looks like something and we've been talking about Jesus loving us and allowing him to love us and I just want to hopefully shift our perspective in the sense of realizing that when I allow him to love me that there's fruit that comes out of my life because of it. That there, there's a reason why I allow Jesus to love me. It is, the, that is the most unselfish thing that I can do in the kingdom is allow him to love me. When I move forward in, what I, in, in Christianity and in, in kingdom uh, events that I get to do in my everyday life, when I, I do that and it doesn't come from a place of love, all it does is exhaust me, wear me out, cause me to be upset and angry and easily aggravated because it all comes from this place of uh, running on E all of the time. And that comes over in, it flows over into uh, what also can be mental or, or emotional and physical exhaustion. Um, it, it's, it happened to me early on in, in ministry and I started to uh, deal with uh, not chronic fatigue, but it was, it was symptoms of burnout it was adrenaline fatigue is what happened to me. And it was because of living in this place of knowing how to do all the Christian activities. I knew how to prophesy. I knew how to pray for the sick and see him healed uh, at least some of the time. And, uh, and the, uh, the rest of the time, it was just a good try. But it was still, nonetheless, it was still stepping out and showing people that he loves them. And, but I knew how to do all of, the, all of those things, share the gospel with people, at least at my level of revelation at that time, encourage people, uh, you know, be there in a moment, cry, weep with those who weep, laugh with those who laugh. I'll do all those things. I knew all the Christian activities. I'd be early to church, even when I didn't work in the church. I knew how to get to a prayer meeting on time. I knew, you know what I mean? I knew how to fast and do all of those things, those Christian gymnastics that when they're done from the right place, produce a lot of fruit. And so it's never the, the Christian things that are, are bad. It's, it, all, it all matters where they come from. Why do I do what I do? Do I do it out of obligation? Because for a long time, I prayed for people out of obligation. And when I didn't pray for somebody that needed prayer, when I walked by them in the store, I would feel guilty because of it. Right? There's just, there's this, it's, it's, but I believe it all comes from this place of not allowing Jesus, of making first things first. You know, like without going to kindergarten, you're not going to first grade. Now, some of you may have been overachievers. You skipped kindergarten. I think they held me back uh, so that I could make sure that I got, you know, coloring or making sure you're staying inside the lines and the alphabet and all those things. <laughs> But it's, it, it is the, it's the kindergarten of, of Christianity 
which makes it not something of, because remember, everything in the kingdom is upside down. And so love is actually the mark of, of true maturity. It says it in Colossians 3 in the Passion Translation, is that love becomes the mark of, of true maturity. And in the 1 Corinthians 13, Paul talks about when I was a child, I spoke like a child, I did childish things, but when I became a man or when I became mature, I put away those, those, those childish things. And love is actually what causes us to mature. And so though we call it the, the elementary or the kindergarten of Christianity, remember, because it's upside down, what seems to be elementary actually brings maturity. Because in the kingdom, I'm growing down, become more mature. And what I mean by that is Jesus said, I must become like a little child to see the kingdom. And so there is an inner child in every one of us that is starving for the love of the Father. And when we allow him to love us, that childlike nature comes to life in us and it produces faith. Because when you were children, when we were children, we just believed our parents, right? You just believe what they say and you just go for it. You, you know, you'd run headlong off the couch and just dive towards them, just expecting them to catch you, right? It's just, you, you do things that seem like when you got older or when we got older, it seemed like a huge risk. But when we were children, it was like, it was a no-brainer. I'm just going to take off and just fly off the stairs, right? Because dad or mom's down there, and I, I just, they're going to catch me. And so growing down in the kingdom brings the maturity because it, br- it brings the childlike faith in us that we were all created to never grow out of. I was never supposed to grow out of the faith that I had when I was a child. I was never created to grow out of the creativity that I had when I was when I was a child. I remember hearing um, Teresa Dedman talk about, she goes around and trains people in, in prophetic art, essentially. And I remember her talking about they had sent uh, 10 uh, kids that were under five to NASA and tested their creativity, and they tested 100%. All, all 10 of them were, were creative, but by the time they were 10, they took them back and tested them, and over half of them had, had no longer had the creative nature. That there, somebody had taught them out of that, or there had been something that happened in life to where they had, lo- they had seemed that they had lost it, or it had got covered up with junk, or stuff, or lies, or what, whatever it was, hurts. But that is still, the good news is that's still in there. It's still on the inside of every one of us. And love brings those things to life in us. He, he literally loves us to life. Jesus said, I come to give you life and give it more abundantly. I, what he meant by that is that when you allow me to love you, you know, he said it in John 7, 37, 38, somewhere around there. He's like, those who believe in me, come to me and drink. <laughs> we like that, don't we? Come to me and drink. Come to me and receive. Believers, come to me and receive. And then out of your innermost being will flow rivers, plural, of living water. Rivers of life. What's more life-giving than love? And so he's like, come to me, allow me to love you. And then out of you will flow this exponential amounts of, of love 
that will release life everywhere that you go. Did you know that you release life in every conversation that you have? You don't have to be talking about the kingdom. You don't, you don't have to be talking about Christian things. You can be ordering coffee, hopefully from a good coffee house, right? <laughs> I like good I like coffee or even mediocre coffee at times. I drank some instant this morning. You know, I'm not a coffee snob, but I appreciate good coffee. <laughs> but when you're ordering, you're ordering food, when you're having conversation with friends and family or, or strangers, you're releasing life because that is your created, that is my created, our created nature to release life in every conversation. And so today I want to talk to you about what it is to release life intentionally and a lot of times accidentally through what we call prophecy. I believe that prophecy is one of the greatest weapons that there are on the earth today, and it's one of the greatest weapons that we'll need for the days, of he- days ahead. I had two people give me prophetic words during, during worship, and they, they, were, they fit together. It was a part and then another part. And Paul said in 1 Corinthians 13 that we know in part and we prophesy in part. And so we each have a part that we can share, but we can release the fullness of love out of our part. And so I'm, I may not ever see the whole picture of what's happening, and I'm okay with that. I'm just grateful that I get to see any part of it. <laughs> and so two people gave me this word in, in worship that, that fit perfectly together. That I, I, needed, I, I needed the second part of the word for the first, for the first part of the word. And the first part of the word gave me, gave me great encouragement. And then the second part was God telling me, this is what I'm giving you for the first part of the word. And I'm like, yes. But that's, that's what happens in a culture that is, we call it prophetic culture. We call it prophetic culture because prophecy is normal here. The reason that prophecy is normal here is because what we've realized and what I propose to you, that prophecy is not only a gift, that we seek prophecy in 1 Corinthians 12, and it's one of, the, one of the nine spiritual gifts. There's a whole lot more gifts than in 1 Corinthians 12, but that's one of the, the nine that we uh, are most fond of in charismatic and uh, um, Pentecostal circles, right? Third wave, whatever you want to call it. We, we like those gifts because they're, they're gifts that build up the church, they edify the church, but they also show the lost who Jesus is, at least most of those gifts in First, First Corinthians, First Corinthians, not, or First Corinthians 12. Maybe all, all of them if you're in a church service. Tongues interpretation, you don't use that often on outreach. Um, though I have seen it used in the sense of somebody speaking in another language to somebody who didn't, like this person was speaking Croatian, the other person on the other side of the table was Croatian, and uh, they didn't. And the person that the the person that was doing outreach didn't know that language until that moment. It just came out of them, and they got to speak to them about the gospel. And if I have the story correct, they gave their life to Jesus. It was a young man that we know. It's, it's from Franklin. He's a he's a tattoo artist now. Um, most of you probably probably don't know him. Uh, Brad helped train him, train him up. Isaac. Uh, Isaac Bales, um, and I may have the language wrong, but I, for context sake, it, it's so that can all of those gifts I believe can be used in the sense of bringing people to Jesus. But prophecy is not only a gift; it's actually our inherent nature. 
Because if I could simplify what prophecy is, who's familiar with prophecy or have given prophetic words or have gotten prophetic words, if you've been around here very long at all, somebody has prophesied God's heart to you. I almost would guarantee it. When you walk through that door, you are a target for God's love through a prophetic word. It is almost guaranteed. Uh, it's like they, they smell the newness of the people that come in. I've had people uh, that, I had a pastor come one time. People didn't know he was a pastor. He's a friend of mine. And, and he just wanted to come receive and get refreshed. And he's like, dude, I got like six prophetic words while I was at your place. All, I needed all that, all the encouragement uh, and all the, you know, God was bringing clarity to things and bringing confirmation to things. And I'm like, that's just, and I didn't give any, I didn't give any of them. I just, I didn't tell anybody who he was. I'm just, I just let, you know, just come on in and see what happens. Because this is the place where we practice. And, and though practice brings edification, this is what 1 Corinthians 14 says, that, that prophecy is edification, exhortation, and comfort unto men. It means it's all good things. They're all positive things, and we will always release, that's what we've learned, is that we will always release the goodness of God through prophecy. I'm not saying God can't bring warning and all that stuff. I realize He does all that. We're just not talking about that, that today. That's for a different realm of the prophetic, and honestly, for sometimes office prophets and that. But for, for just prophecy in the sense of hearing God's heart, it's that we were all created to be in relationship with the Father. We were all created to be connected to God's heart. Therefore, we were all created to hear His voice. And that's what prophecy is. It's me hearing God's voice for me and for the world around me. It's me hearing God's heart for me and the world around me and then relaying that to the people. It's that simple. I know it can be intimidating, and the most intimidating part about it is whether or not I'm right. Right? It's like, what, did I, am I going to get this right? But when I allow him to love me <clears throat> the way that we're learning to, whether I'm right or wrong becomes, it's off the table. That's not an issue any longer. Because I realize that when love is my motivation and, and love is the reason I'm doing this, that his heart will be released through wrong prophetic words. And when they're all encouraging and edifying and, and comforting, I, even if I do miss it in the sense, nobody gets hurt. And so today I'll give you some practical stuff, hopefully at the end, and then we're going to have a team come up and give, give prophetic words over you guys. And I'm not going to talk for, for, a, for a long time because God did a whole lot in worship. <laughs> he did, didn't he? And so I just want to throw more Holy Spirit gasoline on the on the fire or jet fuel on the fire <laughs> and I'm, I'm going to read you a few scriptures yeah um, I'm going to start in verse 27 of 1 Corinthians 12 and I'd like to read just all the way through to 14 but I won't Yeah, I might. 
1 Corinthians uh, 12, verse 27, he says, Now you are the body of Christ and members individually, and God has appointed these in the church, first apostles, second prophets, third teachers, after that miracles, then gifts of healings, helps, administrations, variety of tongues. Are all apostles, are all prophets, are all teachers, are all workers of miracles, do all have gifts of healings, do all speak with tongues, do all interpret, but earnestly desire the best gifts, and yet I show you a more excellent way. And then that leads us into chapter 13. It says, though I speak with the tongues of men and of angels, but have not love, I have become a sounding brass or a clanging cymbal. And though I have the gift of prophecy and understand all mysteries and all knowledge, and though I have all faith so that I could remove mountains but have not love, I'm nothing. And though I bestow all my goods to feed the poor, and though I give my body to be burned but have not love, it profits me nothing. And then Paul goes in verse 4 about what love is. Love suffers long and is kind. Love does not envy, does not parade itself, is not puffed up, does not behave rudely, does not seek its own is not provoked, thinks no evil, does not rejoice in iniquity, but rejoices in the truth, bears all things, believes all things, hopes all things, endures all things. Love never fails. Back to the end of chapter 12, he says, earnestly desire the best gifts, but then I show you a more excellent way. The question is posed, well then what's the best gift? The best gifts, whatever the situation calls for, that's the best gift. None of them are on a higher pedestal than the other. Because if, if you need healing in your body, though healing could come through a prophetic word, my go-to is probably not going to be, that, be a prophecy. right? If you need, you need comfort in a hug, I'm not going to be praying for you to be healed in your body. It's not the working of miracles may not be necessary in this. It may just be Christianity 101. I'm just going to love on this person in this moment and show them who Jesus is, that he cares about them. I don't have to get it doesn't have to get all mystical. It can be just just literally just hugging a person in a moment. If if nowadays you just you have to ask a little you have to be a little more careful. And that's okay. We like to ask permission anyway. But it is, it's, it's normal Christianity for my first go-to in any situation is, is to love on this person. And then out of that place, all of the other gifts are available to you and I through the Holy Spirit. You may think, well, I don't flow in some of these gifts regularly. Some of you may think right now that I'm really not prophetic. <clears throat> I would disagree with you. If you don't believe you're prophetic, it may just be because... You've not become accustomed to the way that God speaks to you regularly yet. Because he speaks to all of us in different ways. I've heard God in, in, I've got words of knowledge for physical healing and and encouragement off of billboards driving down the road all all the time. I did on the way to Bloomington on on Thursday night. There was was a billboard. It was like, I'm getting encouraged. I've got encouragement. I've got I've driven by before I was going to a meeting when they had the pain center down here and it says ankle pain and I'm like bam it was now that word is on there all the time but right then in that moment it was God saying something to me so you could drive by a billboard one day and it could say something that mean nothing but in the next day you're in a different place and God wants to say something in that moment and he speaks to you off the billboard he speaks to you through the stranger or through the through the little kid or, or through your, you know, Christian brother or sister. 
uh, or through the internal voice that we hear. It sounds like our own voice a lot. Or, or some of you, you women are very familiar with us. I operate in this too, and some of you guys do. But just It's more familiar to, more common, I should say, in moms. We call it a maternal instinct. But it's just your knower. It's, it's, it's intuition. You just, it's just knowing. Well, I, was given, uh, I was going to give a word to, I didn't know I was going to give a word to Lexi last night. We were at the 420 meeting, and I, I just walked over. I just knew there was something right here that just said go. Just go pray. I don't have anything. I don't have anything, but I, I have the most important thing, and it's his love for her. And I have his love for anybody. I've got the most important thing. And then you go over, and then there's prophecy that flows out of that moment. But my intention wasn't to go over there and give her a prophetic word. My intention was just to go release love on her. And so when that's my intention, it makes it creates this atmosphere that's around the person or the people or the city block or the region or wherever, because this thing just grows, right? It grows where, where my revival, as Dave No calls it, my revival circle. Paul calls it in the, in the Bible, he calls it your sphere of influence. Uh, but it's the, it's the love of God increases the presence of God on our lives so much so that there's no limit to how, much, how many people you can impact in your sphere of influence in a moment. How, how much of the atmosphere you can change. Because we talk about you're an atmosphere shifter. Right? You walk into a room and the atmosphere changes. When we first started to learn this, it was just a little bit of the atmosphere that changed. You're like, I'm just happy when the atmosphere around me doesn't feel icky and yucky, right? <laughs> if you're a feeler. But then it goes to where you actually walk in a store and you, and you know the atmosphere is shifting. And then it goes to where you actually step on a city block and, and, and all those, you know, the things that the... The warfare people will tell you about, they're like the principalities and the powers and all these things that I realize they're real, but when a son or daughter of God who's in love steps on the block, all that changes. <laughs> and that open heaven that Jesus opened for us becomes my reality, and I don't have to worry about principalities or powers or strongholds or any of those demons because they don't stand a chance, even though they, they don't fight fair. We experienced that last night. When I was, at a, I was at the meeting, we're ministering about the same time we start praying for those three young men, about the same time that Lindsay comes down with this crazy migraine headache and is, is sick. Pray for her. She's at home right now. But we, we know we've become familiar with his tactics, and we know that those things. And so though that happens, we're not ignorant of his devices, but he uses those things to see if you'll back down. <laughs> we made up in our minds a long time ago, Lindsay, now that we're not, we're not backing down, right? And so that becomes our, re, our reality, and it creates this atmosphere. When, when I realize how much I'm loved, it creates the atmosphere around every person in my sphere of influence where anything is possible. Any of the gifts can flow, but especially that I can hear God's heart for per, a person in a moment, and, and, and I'll encourage you in this, don't get caught up in wanting to be profound. That's what I wanted to be for the, when I started prophesying in 2009, I didn't know anything. I didn't know anything about the gifts. I, I didn't have anybody training me in it. I had, I, all the training I had was everything before Ma of the book of Matthew. <laughs> it was all Old Testament prophecy. It is the, it, I'll, I'll tell you this, for New Covenant, it is the worst place you can get trained for the prophetic. <laughs> because you begin to see through an Old Covenant mindset. 
and that all you see is what's going wrong and what in the judgment of God and all these things, and there's no mercy, right? There's no you forgot all the way, you know, because you you, you started before Matthew didn't get to James, you're like, and because James like mercy triumphs over judgment. <clears throat> And now we have a new perspective. Thank God for that. I have new covenant eyes. You have new covenant eyes. And so I, th- I see things through, through the Father's love. Even when there's something that's going wrong in somebody's life, and I see something that's negative in their life, I prophesy the answer. So in a moment when I see the, whatever they're dealing with, the addiction, the lust, the anxiety, the suicide, whatever it is that they're going through in that moment, when God reveals that to one of his kids, he trusts us. He trusts us with his heart for people. He trusts. He loves to tell his friends secrets. And he's let us in on a secret of what's going on in this person's life. And the expectation in that moment is what we do as new covenant believers, new covenant sons and daughters, we step back in that moment and say, God, what do you want me to do with this? What do you want me to do? In my, uh, almost always, I give you 99.9% of the time, it's me releasing the answer to what they're going through. It's me releasing the joy of the Lord because they're depressed. It's me releasing the peace of God when they've got anxiety. Right? It's me releasing the freedom that comes from His presence when they're dealing with addictions or whatever it is. And ultimately it comes in this and just releasing his love in whatever form it's going to come in this moment. And it's going to bring the answer. Me calling out the problem doesn't help them. Doesn't sound like comfort, edification, or exhortation unto men, right? So when we get to see those problems, we realize we've got privileged information. And when people are in love, we'll do the right thing with that information. And it may, it may never come up in the conversation. But I want you to know that sometimes you don't know anything. You may not know anything that's happened in somebody's life. Because being prophetic doesn't mean that you get to know everything. Back in 2009, that's what I thought it was. I was going to get to hear God's... I, I get to know all the stuff, right? Everything that's going on. Everything that's going on in everybody's life. And then I was going to broadcast it. Because it was right information. But right information is not the goal of the prophetic. Love is. Me and you getting to connect somebody to the heart of the Father is the goal of the prophetic. And that happens whether the information's right or wrong. When I'm in love. And so, again, I encourage you, because what was profound to me may be a different, different definition for you, but what was profound to me is, is getting to prophesy long, accurate, prophetic words, corporately, most of the time. And that's what God was pouring out. The Spirit of God would come on me. I'd prophesy for 10, 15, not quite as long as you may hear David prophesy, you know, because the grace that's on his life, but it's a long time. A long time, but a lot of my words came out of a place, a filter of my worldview, the hurt that I had in my heart, all of, all of the stuff that I still had, the lack of identity, the need for love, the, the performing for love, the needing acceptance, needing affirmation. I did it all for the wrong reasons, but God still gave the gift because he's a good dad. Right? Good parents don't, hold, don't withhold good... 
good gifts from their kids. They don't withhold love. And God's not worried about a mess, clearly, because he gave me gifts, but when I was super messy. And now, from that experience, it wasn't that he wanted people to get hurt or any of those things, but through those experiences, I get to teach other people so that they don't have to make the same mistakes. It's great. It's, it's called, uh, we call it impartation. <laughs> is that I get to give you something from the mistakes that I made. It, 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 can, it can benefit your life and you can learn from my mistakes. Some people like to make their own mistakes. I like to make my own mistakes when I was a teenager. <laughs> and even early into my 20s. My dad tried all, you know, he had told me all the things that I was doing wrong. And then I looked back at 30 and I'm like, yep, he was right there, there, there. There, 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 there. Actually, I think he was always right. <laughs> you know, it's, and so it's, it's learning from people in this sense of realizing that when I make the first thing first is that it won't ever become about how profound I become in the gifting. And what, I've, what we've found out is that the more I, I go after because this is what it says in, in 1 Corinthians 14.1, pursue love. That's what he says at the, the beginning of the chapter. He's getting ready to talk about prophecy and tongues, but he's focusing in on, on prophecy, on the prophetic in 1 Corinthians 14. And Paul says this first, pursue love and desire spiritual gifts, but especially that you may prophesy. He had just talked a whole bunch about love. He had seen which 1 Corinthians 13 God did, between where the gifts were that we would operate out of and then where he would focus in on a couple giftings, tongues and prophecy in 14. And so God's intentional. Would you agree? God's intentional with what he does. And then he has Paul emphasize in verse 1, pursue love. Because he knows when we pursue the one who is love, we come to know as love, then we won't go wrong in our giftings. That it won't, we won't get caught up in the things that I've been caught up in and trying to be the most gifted person in the room. When the goal is just being in love, out of that place, the gifts will begin to elevate in your life. You'll begin to be more prophetic because the, the more in love with I, I am with Him, the clearer I hear His heart. Not just information. And so it's not just information that I'm getting from him any longer. It's actually God's love language to the world is what I'm getting. And sometimes it comes in me getting to relay that, that love to the person around me. And it may just be something that's super simple. You may think that telling somebody God loves them is generic. I've thought that before. But when it comes from a deep place of love that we have... From him, it actually releases that very thing that I'm telling them. And it may be the most profound thing they've ever heard in their lives. <laughs> and so my prophetic gifting will be elevated in the sense of the more I fall in love, the more he trusts me with the, 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 the language of his heart for the world around me. Love increases all of the gifts, but especially how I get to hear his voice and the people that he'll trust me with. I love what Sean Bowles says. I agree with this, is that, that where I have no love, I have no authority. 
Where I have no love, I have no authority. And so when I don't love a people that I feel like I'm, I'm getting ready to go to, my, my advice to myself and to all others is don't go. Just don't go. If I don't love those people and my intention is to get them saved, get them healed, give them words, just don't go. And, and, and get, on, get on your face or on your back or however you worship and just fall in love with people. That's what I'm doing now, just falling in love with people. I just want to be in love with the person that's in front of me. I want to be in love with the person that's in front of me. And then he, he's beginning to trust us more. With, with the, the more we fall in love, the more messy people he trusts us with. Because he knows that we won't focus. The nature of the prophetic is not to focus on the, right? the lifestyle, the junk, all that. It actually tells me in, in 2 Corinthians 5 that I, I don't have... I don't actually have the legal right in the kingdom to, to, to look at somebody and focus on their flaws. I can't judge somebody by their outward life any longer. It says I don't have the legal right to do that as a, as a child of God. I know we live in a country where we're all about our rights, but we don't, we don't live by the government of the United States. I realize that we abide by their laws, and you, I hope you pay your taxes. That's real important because the IRS is not forgiving. God is, but they're not. So stay legal, right? That's important. Give Caesar what's due to Caesar, and the Caesar of the day is the IRS. <laughs> so it's important to abide by all governing authorities at first, or Romans 13. All that's true. <laughs> you can go back and read it for yourself. All right? It's all true. But we don't, we don't, when we come into the kingdom, I lay down everything that I thought was my right. I like the amendments. I like a few of them that some of you may not like. <laughs> I like that we live in a stand-your-ground state. I like, you know, I like that. <laughs> but when I came into the kingdom, I submitted to a king and I laid down my rights. <laughs> I think of that before I like something on Facebook that may be about my rights. Because as a king's kid, I gave those up. And one of those things is I no longer, this is what it says in the New King James, I no longer regard anyone according to the flesh, according to their outside lifestyle, according to the way that they look, according to their choices, according to their sexual attraction, according to the, the, whatever they're doing in that moment, according to where they've been, where they believe they're going, what they believe about my God, how they feel about me. I don't get to regard them according to any of those things. I only get to operate within the law of love. That's my right. Mm, that's what I get to operate inside of, the law of love. <laughs> Paul said, oh, no one anything except for a debt of love. Because when you love somebody, it fulfills the whole law, the law that Jesus brought. Love God and love people. That's it. He didn't add anything to that. He said, if you'll do those things, the fulfillment of the law will happen. All the things that, you, all the things that you're told to do within the, the Ten Commandments and those things that are just common sense <laughs> to do, 
All those would be fulfilled in the law of love. The prophetic is supposed to be within the law of love. It's beautiful. I've seen the prophetic bring freedom to people in a moment. It's brought freedom to me in moments. I've encountered God's love countless times through His voice. Through His voice speaking directly to me and through through my friends and through strangers. Is that there's been so many times that he's released love to me in, in the form of the prophetic. It's just as it's a it's a prophetic word when God speaks to you and it doesn't come through somebody else. It's my favorite kind. Because then I won't rely on a man or a woman to hear God for me. It's because you don't need the best prophetic word you'll ever get will be from Jesus Himself. <laughs> You'll get good words from other people, but there's nothing like hearing it from the source. Because I'm created to be addicted to His voice. Addicted to His love. It's just what it's all about. And then, sometimes, I'll be prophetic accidentally. You just start talking in conversation, and things just start, and they're like, whoa, what? That's... You just start praying, and prophecy just starts coming out of you. I can't pray now without prophesying. And it's not intentional. It's just what starts happening. That's what I started doing with you. I just start praying. Just start thanking God. I thank God. It's an amazing daughter. It's an amazing son. I thank you that you love him so much. And I just, it just starts flowing. You know, it's just because it's, it's our nature. And now I want to get up. I want to have some people come up front and, and uh, demonstrate uh, some prophecy to people. I don't know what's going on back there, but uh, you guys ready? You got, you, got some, you got some people? Okay. If you'll hang out for just a few more moments with us, and I just want to, I want to do an activation real quick. Who, who feels like you don't hear God's voice very clearly? Anybody? Everybody. Oh, okay, there's a few, a few of you. Okay, yeah, be not. That's what, you know, I've been through seasons where I didn't feel like I heard God's voice clearly. Thanks for being vulnerable. What I just talked about solved that, that problem, really. But the, the, so I want to pray for all of us to hear God's voice clearly the way that we were created to hear it. And for some of us, that are already, we feel like we hear his voice regularly a certain way, I want to pray for us to start hearing it in a different way. Because I agree with our friend, our friend David, is, he said, I'd rather be an amateur in the new thing than a professional in the, in the old thing. I always want to be, because when I just become, I just get comfortable in the way that I operate, then, then I'm not, I, I can, I can, doesn't mean I will, but I can stop growing because I'm not being stretched anymore. And when I'm uncomfortable, that's where growth, that's where growth lives, in that, in that realm of, of not being comfortable. <laughs> not uncomfortability. That somebody finally let me know it's not a word. Sure is fun to say. And so let's pray. So Father, I thank you for every person. I thank you for their created nature to hear your voice. I thank you for activating every person right now and hearing your voice clearer in this moment. Yeah, I just release 
the love of the Father upon every person, every person that's watching. I pray right now, love, that you would come and that you would love every person a little bit deeper into your heart. Thank you. I thank you that as your love comes, that you're activating gifts that are inside of people too. The gift of hearing your voice and other gifts that will be important for each person to operate in today and in the days ahead to see more people loved into wholeness. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. I thank you that lies can't stand in the, in, the, in the weight of your love of, I don't hear God clearly, I won't ever hear God clearly, I don't hear God that way, I don't hear God that often. I thank you that you're getting rid of all that stuff in your love in this moment. And I thank you for a clear channel between head and heart, clean shot between the head and the heart. And I thank you as that happens that there's a deeper connection to your heart that's happening I thank you for love being the primary focus. Thank you that you're taking us deeper, 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 deeper in love. And thank you. I know that all of us are called to all people, but there's specific groups of people that, that we each have a passion for, I believe. At least the majority of us. And I thank you that if we haven't fallen head over heels in love with him yet, that we're going to. Just declare that over our lives, every person that we're called to, falling in love with them. Yeah, thank you, Father. Thank you. Thank you for new covenant eyes to see your created nature on the inside of every person, the image that they bear, they're created to bear on the inside of every person that's around us already in our lives, every stranger that we'll ever meet for the rest of our lives. Thank you that we get to hear your heart for the people around us. We're so grateful. Thank you that you share secrets with us about people's lives that we get entrusted with. And I thank you that I'm in a room full of people and people that are watching that are, that are in love that are demonstrating love, that are releasing love, that are growing in love, and therefore growing in this prophetic gifting, prophetic nature that we all inherently have through you. So I thank you that from this point forward, prophecy will become more natural than it ever has. I thank you that we'll prophesy more accidentally than we do on purpose. I thank you that we're going to have more dreams, more visions, get caught up in heavenly places more often. (laughs) Going to get more words of knowledge, words of wisdom, prophecies than ever before in our lives. For all the people that are around us, I thank you. I thank you that it's never going to turn off. We won't flip the switch to turn the gifting off, that we will always, uh, because love never is created to be shut off. So thank you for love constantly flowing through us. Every moment of every day, 
it being the primary focus, primary goal, end all for every one of our lives. In Jesus' name. Thanks, God. You got some people we're going to... Anybody that raised their hand of not hearing his, his voice clearly, did you hear him speak while we were praying? Did anybody hear anything, get any impressions you did? Amazing. Maybe you can share it with me. You can share it with me now if you want. You can share it later. That's what he just spoke to you? Wow. Yeah, he reminded you of the word, and he was confirming the word in you. It was like because now that you've become now that you've become one, he was he was letting you know that the word's not just for you; that it's the words for both of you, that you were both created to to father and mother people into wholeness in moments. And I feel like you'll 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 father and mother not just you know your your own kid, but you'll father and mother. A bunch of, of younger and people that are older. It's, I feel like it's going to really surprise you the age difference of some of the people that you have that come to you or that God brings you to and that you get to father and mother them in a moment because you're going to get to demonstrate both sides of God's heart to those people and you're going to see love transform people very, very quickly. And some of you, you'll, like I said, you'll love them in a moment and you'll see a major transformation and others you'll be assigned to for a long time and you'll walk with them and you'll get to see them go into so much uh, deeper, uh, more profound places in God than you guys will ever get to because that's what good mothers and fathers do. And so I thank you, Fa- I thank you Father, for, for loving them in this moment so profoundly and, and bringing them. It was just it's so special how you did that. And, and, and showed Annie and Trent both that this word is over their lives. And all the words over Annie's life are now over, over Trent's life. That those are all their prophetic words. And so thank you for that in Jesus' name. Amen. I guess I'll get us started then. Okay, guys, you guys go. <laughs> Ready, set? I just want to add something else more of that. Um, where I was here, God was showing me you. And um, he wanted to speak. Uh, to you right now as like I'm allowing my mouth to just speak and get the voice out um, he loves you so much and he said and he loves you hard because you are not scared of the craziness happening here it's like you are open and and it's being happening in your house and not only that being hanging out with with Annie is being like it's being exposed then you really want what she has and so you guys are being in one. You guys are going to be experiencing things together. And if any, if your heart is being going all over the nations, God said that nothing going to stop you because you guys are going to be together. <laughs> and they want to be uh, grand, uh, grandma and grandpa, grandparents want to just like spend a special time with your kids because you guys are going to be together. Not only going in different countries, but you guys are going to be having uh, experience of vacation time as a husband and wife. 
So that's his heart. He's like his heart is printed between you guys in the middle. His heart covers everything, and everything's going to be okay. He told me also that you are a very honorable man. You honor people so well, and you have such a good heart. Your heart is just being it's so big for other people, and you are the best father already. You are a father, and you want to uh, honor so much the kids, and then you want to give everything that you have for those kids. And uh, he is so proud of you. He loves you so much. And he said, I just want to say, he's like, I'm so proud of you. I'm so proud of you. I'm so proud of you. I am so proud of you. That's, that's his word in Jesus' name. Okay, so is this on? Okay. Amber, I had a word for you before Tony even had us come up. Um, I just felt like Jesus said that fear is no longer going to have a hold on you anymore. And that uh, the enemy has tried to make fear control you your whole life. That's why you feel like you've... I don't know if you feel like this, but you feel like you've been controlled your whole life by something. And it's just the enemy. And Jesus is bringing a new freedom to you and a new love to you. That I, I actually saw a vision of you just like running through the streets. And you were just singing and shouting. You're like, Jesus made me free. Jesus made me free. And you were just like, everywhere you went, your life was just showing how people can truly be free. And not be bound by anything anymore. And then I saw a picture of you on a sailboat. And to me, that means, like, freedom, just because you're just, like, sailing with the wind. You're just going where the wind takes you. And I, and I saw you going from country to country, island to island. And everywhere you went, people were saying, oh, there's the girl that can't stop smiling. And the people were coming up to you saying, how can you smile so much? I've never seen anyone smile so much. And then you just share the, the gospel. You just share what Jesus has done in your life. And there's just, like, this freedom that is coming and coming and coming like a wave and no matter how you feel or what you're experiencing now that is what the Lord has been showing me showed me just now back there and so I just thank you Jesus for Amber I thank you that you're just coming like a rushing wind into her life and into her heart God yeah <laughs> I thank you even right now that she's gonna feel an extra dose of your love an extra weightiness and, and peace over her right now, God. I thank you, Jesus, that freedom is here. Freedom is available to her. And what the enemy had planned for her, his plan isn't going to work any longer in her life. Yeah. The only thing that's going to control her and compel her is your love, Jesus. Like 2 Corinthians 5.14 says, you're just compelled by love. Yeah, you're compelled by love. You're so in love with Jesus that nothing else matters. Yeah, and I even believe that you're going to start having dreams at night. I don't know if you're a dreamer at night, but I feel like you're going to start having dreams and you're going to remember those dreams. And um, if you need help interpreting those dreams, because that's one way that God speaks to us, one of us can help you. But Jesus is going to start to speak to you through your dreams. Yeah, and it's going to be a new way that you hear from him. I also felt back there that uh, there's just going to be different ways that God's going to start speaking to you that you've never experienced before. I feel like thoughts are just going to come to your mind, and you're going to be like, well, where did that thought come from? And it's like, it feels like love. It, it sounds like love. It sounds like Jesus. And you're just going to have these thoughts one way he's going to speak to you too. Love you, Amber.
Okay, I got a few words. Um, this uh, young woman right here in the face mask, in the purple. Yep. Um, yeah, yeah, yes. Lila, whatever. Okay. Okay. Thank you. Thank you. Lilac. <laughs> um, I just seen um, like a, a sense of perseverance over you, and I just had a couple verses that I wanted to uh, speak. I, I believe it's the Lord speaking His promises over. I don't know the situation or what you, what it's going through, but I just have a couple verses I want to share with you. God will direct you. You will be able to endure. That's Exodus eighteen twenty three. And then Galatians 6, 9 is, And let us not grow weary of doing good, for in due season we will reap if we do not give up. And so I just want to encourage you with that. Um, the Lord is in what you're doing. May, it may not necessarily look like it, but perseverance is happening. And you will reap the good of what in this, whatever it is. <laughs> uh, I got uh, Adam here right behind you. <laughs> Uh, you're the, are you the only Adam? I'm just, okay, nice. Um, no, I know it's for him. That's, I, know it's for him. Um, I just, I felt like the Lord's going to give you opportunities to uh, speak publicly and to share kind of what the Lord's been dropping on your heart and also tie it in with your testimony. I believe that uh, through, if it hasn't already happened, I've, I already see people coming across your path that's like, connections that are like, hey, would you be willing to share this, or would you be willing to talk, and uh, I just see the Lord on it for you, and uh, uh, Siraj, the young lady sitting next to you, um, Lexi, okay, sorry, I didn't ask names, I'm just, <laughs> what was your name, what's that, Beth, Beth, nice to meet you, Owen, <laughs> Lexi, nice to meet you. I'm Owen. <laughs> um, so I seen a flower, what looked like to be a passion flower, um, in just whatever my imagination or whatever for you. Uh, it's like a purple and yellows that are mixed in with that. Um, I believe there's multiple facets happening. Um, the purple is a place of... Um, identity, royalty, and coming to know that you are a daughter of a, prin a princess or a queen or whatever you want to. And then uh, the yellow is usually partnered with glory or hope. Um, but I also felt like the purple um, speaks to like a heightened sense of generosity that you're ste you've stepped into. And in that generosity, it's not only feeling hope for yourselves, but it will fuel hope for the people that you come in contact with. And I also felt like this uh, same... Um, combination of colors breaks off um, anxiety. That's what I just, again, whatever the Lord's telling me here. Um, anxiety and like heart, just like sadness or depression. Um, I don't know if you ever struggle with that, but I just feel see that breaking off if it was even there, but also like a grace in that realm to um, deliver other people. And I believe that's going to be something that you'll see a lot because of just this, I don't know, uh, you know, if you ever experience something, then you have, I don't know, it seems like you have a grace to pull people out of it. 
and I just see that um, and specifically um, I also see a partnership with um, resources or an individual that um, fights trafficking and women in trafficking and uh, I just I, I see this connection happening where you will partner with them and a lot of like the I don't know purpose or idea of what you want to do you're going to experience a lot of life in this connection with this individual okay that's what I got yeah So, uh, Suraj, right? So, um, I got, it was like, for both of you, similar things, but like separate. So for you, um, I, I saw in like my spirit, um, a sword coming out of your mouth, like the sword that, uh, comes out of Jesus' mouth in Revelation. Um, and I felt like, uh, the interpretation of that, like, I feel like you already know what that is, so I'm not going to go into that. Um, and then for you, Lexi, um... It was like this lava magma coming out of your mouth. And God said, um, when she speaks, um, strongholds of cities and nations are decimated like a wood. Like a, if you picture a wall and then magma going through, it's just going to go straight through it, right? So, yeah. I've got, I've got a word for Siraj too. Um, sorry, I'm trying to open my eyes. Um, I ha I had an image come to my mind. I don't have like an interpretation for it, so I'm just gonna start talking and see what happens. <laughs> Jesus help. Um, I saw a. <laughs> <laughs> I saw, I saw, <laughs> stop touching me, it's not going to help. <laughs> um, I saw a hot air balloon. And, um, at sunrise, and you and Jesus are standing inside <laughs> the teddy bears and stuffed animals and toys and like sweets and candies and you were throwing them down and um and I feel like that's a, a right now word um that's that's um <laughs> The the way that you do ministry is so beautiful, and the way you love people is so beautiful. You bring so much delight to people. I feel like you have um, this ability to like open a doorway for people to like experience this childlike freedom. Um, um, and um, 
I don't know. I might add to it later. I, I don't have anything else. I have something for you too. Um, <laughs> I'm gonna try to make. I'm gonna make it really short because God highlighted you to me at the when we were doing worship, and I felt like. You just are catching the desire of God's heart for the nations and the love for the nations. So he's putting that in you. And I feel like he is um, saying that he's giving you, he's going to give you strategies and ways to do things that he has been preparing you all this time for this time. Uh, so he's putting a specific strategies, a specific ways that he's going to send you on propelled you to the nations yeah um the lady here in the white revived shirt yeah what's your name nicole, nicole. hey nicole and joe yeah <laughs> yeah um I, I saw you like in a scene from the um indiana jones and the last crusade where where he's getting ready to he comes up and he's desperate to get something and he comes up and there's there's like this chasm in front of him and he can't figure out how to get through, and looking the right way, he sees that there's a bridge. I see that, that, that um, I don't know, at some point in your life, you know, you felt like you've up, been up against a wall or up against a chasm and there's no way out, but that God has a way out for you. And pursuing that, I see you running across this bridge for what God has for you. And it's, it's, it's going to be amazing. It will change people's lives. People that are in need of uh, healing, that, that you will be able to provide that. I know it's Jesus in you, but he's still going to use you for that healing. Okay? Yeah. God bless you. And then uh, Adam, um, this kind of goes a little bit with what uh, Owen was saying. Do you journal? Okay. I feel like uh, um, that you're supposed to, that you need to do it because you need to start writing your thoughts down because God wants to use those things in a book. He wants you to, to grab that stuff. And he, it's not just the testimonies, the things that have happened in the past with you, but it's also your unique perspective of the kingdom. You see the kingdom different than other people, and, and God wants that down because it's going to speak to people um, in ways that that they haven't even thought of. And just, some people, it's like they don't get it, but how you word it, how you view it, it's going to go, bam, they're going, yes, now I understand it. So um, anyway, that's for you. <laughs> uh, Mandy, I have this for you. Can I read uh, Colossians 3, 12 and 14? It feels like God is talking to you and saying, God loves you and has chosen you as his own special people. So be gentle, kind, humble, meek, and patient as how you are. This is my ad. Um, it's not in the Bible. <laughs> but um, also he said, love is more important than anything else. It is what ties everything completely together as go the same with the sermon today. Um, God loves you so much, and he loves the way how you love your kids. You're a strong mom. You're a blessed mom. You're a happy mom, and you will do 
all the best for them. You, you, your heart is for every single one of your kids. God bless. He gave you double blessings because of your heart. He knew what you can handle, and you can give the extra. Always give the extra. He admires you. He loves you so much, and he wants you to be happy. Happy, and it's like a season of happiness. Something is breaking off today in your life. He doesn't want you to be sad. It's okay to mourn anything, whatever is happening, and whatever you see or you sense, it is okay to cry. Because when you cry, it's like something is, is, is losing because it's not part of your body anymore. Um, just be open. Just to be open. He loves you so much, and he, you are so bright. You are so bright, and everything has to make sense for you. And God want to ask you today, can you allow myself to come to you and Maybe it doesn't make sense for you in any way because as you've been so bright, God created you that way. He, he created our brain to be successful, to be blessed, and to have ideas and extra ideas always. He is blessing your son, Sterling. God is blessing you so much. Then you are so blessed Then your mom is when she, she was having you. When you were in your mama's womb, it's like, the most beautiful thing ever happening. Your mom was always having his hands over, over her belly, always talking to you. You are so smart, and your sister is so smart. It's going to be like a, such a blessing, so much blessing in your life because it's being stolen so much in your life, which now you're standing up in your ground and you say, that's it, that's it, no more. I'm done with this. It's I want to allow only God to just permeate and do whatever he wants because it doesn't have to make sense in my own mind. That is for you today. God bless you. Can I do something real quick? If you've got kids, we want to relieve the nursery workers. And so if you've, you've got kids, we want you to get them. If you, if, yeah, we just, and bring, just bring them out there with you. We're not done. We'll do, uh, we'll try to rapid fire some more words is what we plan to do so we can cover some more of you. Um, we just want to relieve them because they've been in there for a while. And if you've been in there, you know Why? <laughs> I'm saying this. Yeah, you guys. Hey, Adam, I have a word for you. I feel like when um, you were getting a word earlier that the Lord was just saying, um, the fire of God is still on you. It hasn't left you. It's never left you. And um, I feel like you carry a special anointing to release the holy fire of God. And um, you are called into the ministry. And you are, when you speak and you deliver the heart of God, like the holy fire of God is going to hit people. And it's actually going to cause them to step into a place of righteousness. Yeah. And I feel like there's been a lie spoken to you that said the fire has left. But God says, no, the fire has never left you. So I thank you, right, God, for your fire, Jesus, right now. I thank you, Jesus, that the fire hasn't left, that you're fanning into flame everything that you've ever given him. He, the enemy has not stolen or been able to take it, God, that is on him right now, and it will never leave. It's only growing, Jesus. We thank you for what you called him to in his anointing. We say more, Jesus. Yeah, Mandy, I believe that um, the Lord wants to honor you for being an advocate for your children. And I feel like the Lord was saying, Mandy, let me advocate for you in this season. Let me advocate and be a good father to you because I love you so much. He cherishes you so much. And I feel like this is going to be a season for you to be able to actually feel the Lord 
advocating for you. I actually feel the Lord standing beside you, holding your hand, that you're not, not going to feel alone, that the days of feeling alone are over for you. So thank you, Jesus, for that. Jeff, I have a word for you. Jeff, next to Katie. So uh, I really felt like Jesus was saying that um, he wants to show you what the body of Christ is supposed to look like. And um, I just feel like he's going to start showing you more of, like, the family of God and what that, what that, he's always intended that for that to look like. Relationships, community, friendships, and family. And I even see you, like, leading a small group at some point. I see you, like, bringing people into your, just bringing people in and being like, this is a safe place to share. This is a safe place to just do life together and friendship and family. And that's really what the body of Christ is supposed to be like. And I even saw you, like, sharing your testimony of what God has done in your life. And I feel like God is going to give you, has given you already a voice to share what personally you've been through. And there's going to be more and more to share. But you have um, a special grace on your life to just share your testimony and, and see people set free through relationship. You're just a really good friend. And I even see you just, like, kind of observing. Like, that's not what I'm seeing you do. I'm just, I feel like this is what God's saying is that you're coming into a season where you're just going to be, it's okay just to observe and God's just going to start showing you different things. And, like, this is what it's supposed to be like. This is my heart. This is what the, it's all about, love and family. And, and, and you're just like, wow. It's like a perspective shift almost of, like, what the church is, perspective shift of what family is. And I don't know if this is making any sense at all, but uh, we love you. We are enjoying getting to know you and when you are here. And I just just wanted to encourage you with that. Yeah. Hey, Donnie, I just heard the words um, Holy Ghost Riders, and I feel like um, not only are, are, um, are you called to bikers, I feel like there's going to be a, a group of bikers that you're going to preach the gospel to, like some bad dudes, and um, all, like you have the specific... Um, unique voice to be able to just speak to them and see like these these guys have radical transformation. I see you guys riding all over the country together and just ministering and doing evangelism together. Um, and not only that, that I feel like it was a plan where it's the Holy Ghost writers that you're actually going to write a book about this experience and it's going to go into the prison ministries and you're going to see people saved and set free because of this book. So yes, we just bless that Jesus. Then to add, I got something to add to that too. So yeah, Donnie, this is for both of you guys, Donnie and Christy. I had this verse out of Romans 12 too. And actually to add to what Sarah said, I saw the word outlaw. So that may be at least one of them um, we're fami familiar with that God's called you to. Um, but it's Romans 12 too. It says, don't be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind that you may prove what is that good and acceptable and perfect will of God. Your guys' minds are being transformed. At, like God's expediting the transformation of your mind because he has so much that he's already downloaded in you that he wants to release through both of you. And I feel like this is a joint mission. Uh, it's a joint mission, mission with Jesus, but a joint mission between the two of you. And Christy, you're equally as much a part of this when, when Donnie wants to go out in the streets and you're at home praying. Uh, that's really important 
to, to what's happening. And through this transformation of your mind, this expedited process, there's this good and acceptable and perfect will of God that is first being shown to your children. Like your children are seeing it. Your children are getting it. Uh, there's stuff that's, that's hitting them all the time that they're not even talking to you about yet, but they're still pondering. I see them laying in their beds at night thinking about the transformation that's happened in your guys' lives. And, and, and God's putting the, the pieces that, together and, and you know, connecting the dots for them. They're like, hold on, this, then this, and now we see what, we see what it is. We see it's Jesus, but also the people that are around you in your sphere of influence and the family members that you've been praying for and the friends that you haven't given up on yet, all of them are being impacted by what's happening uh, in your guys' mind and what you've dedicated your lives to. And that first verse in Romans says that you've laid down your lives as a living sacrifice. And because of that, God's doing all this and so much more than you guys could ever dream for. So thanks, Father. Somebody else got a word for him too? You do? Is anyone here? I'm sorry. No, did you um, say for Donnie and Christy? Oh, no, no, okay, let me pray for him real quick. Yeah, sure. So, Father, thanks so much. Just point your hands towards him. Thanks so much for the transformation that's happening. Thank you for the expedited process. Thank you for, for everything that you've called him to together. Thank you that this is a, is a joint mission, Lord, and that they, you are so expediting them into more of your heart uh, because they've laid down their lives. They've given it all for you. And thank you. Just pour it out on them. Thank you that you're changing the people that are around them by their example. And they've got the grace to do everything that you want them to do and way, way more. In Jesus' name, amen. Go ahead, Aureli. Sorry. Um, I just have a question. Um, is anyone here wants and desires to have children? And they think that maybe the age or something happened, trauma, whatever, is just more than... If someone wants to have children and you think it is late, I want you to stand up. Or maybe it's for someone on the line. I want to read this over you. So God created humans to be like himself. He made man and woman. And in verse 28, say, God gave them his blessings and saying, he wants to bless you today. Have a lot of children. Fill the earth with people and bring it under your control. Rule over the fish and the oceans, the birds and the sky, and every animal on the earth. It has to be in submission because you desire is to have children. So God said, I bless you right now in the name of Jesus and make you warm to be open. And whatever trauma happened in the past, be broken right now in the name of Jesus. And I speak over your belly, I speak over your womb and say, be alive, be alive in the name of Jesus. And whoever wanted and over there online, this is for you also. Don't lose hope. God is for you and God is with you. You will get pregnant or you will get your baby that you ever wanted. Doesn't matter where they're coming from. We're coming from heaven, coming to the earth, or we're coming from another nation because you want to adopt them. It's going to be the same way. It's going to be your children. It's going to be yours. And you will educate them, and you will love them, and you will respect them, and you will, and you will make those kids to be loving of God and worshiper of God forever. Because your love is to desire, your desire is to love children as God loves children. God bless you over there online. God bless you and whoever wanted here that didn't want to stand up. I said, yes, you will have your children. 
In Jesus' name, amen. And I have a, a word for you. Um, <laughs> there you are. Um, part of this is uh, about what you're getting ready to go through and going to school. But I, I see you on a roller coaster. And, you know, right as you hit that peak of the roller coaster, it, it's, it's um, you know, all the shock, the rush, just everything that happens in that, in that, that moment that, that when you are up there at the top, you're going to be able to see things that you couldn't see before. You're going to be able to see long, long distances into the future. So you're going to be able to see. And then as you, you hit that peak and, and come over, those high-speed cameras that are always taking your picture, you know, and you're sitting there screaming, and you got your hands up in the air. And I see God taking your picture. And the picture is for you. He's, he's saying, this is you. This is who you are. The excitement, the, the happiness, the joy, that I can't believe this is happening. This is you, and don't forget who you are. I have a word for this lovely lady in the olive hoodie. Um, you just keep catching my eye, and it's almost like I can see like a spotlight on you. And I just think the Father really wants you to know that he sees you, he adores you, he loves looking at you. Um, there's a verse in Song of Solomon, chapter 2. It says, O oh my dove, in the clefts of the rock, in the secret places of the cliff, let me see your face, let me hear your voice, for your voice is sweet and your face is lovely. And I just feel like he just wanted you to know that he loves to look at you, he loves to see you, he sees you when no one else does. Oh, thanks, Adam, that's so good. I'm going to rapid fire a few and then we're going to, I wanted to turn you loose. Uh, well, obviously, we want to let you go because we value your time, and I'm sorry we went a little bit longer, but I believe these, these moments are worth it. But after I get done, if you have words for one another, we really want you to do that because I believe that some of you have words that you've got for each other. Some of you I know are, are already really prophetic, and you're looking around, and you're just like chomping at the bit. You're like, yeah, I got a word for them and for them, and I want you to do that, okay? So catch people before they leave or... Um, just whatever you need to do to, to be able to give them the word that you got for them. But so I just have a few. Leslie, um, I know that you are, were Candace's piano teacher just because of actual natural, natural knowledge, but you are uh, not done raising people up in the sound that they release, that, that God had you teaching piano, not just because you were great at it, because you were always created to raise up sons and daughters and how they release a unique sound that can only come through them. And I see God bringing a bunch of like, uh, like fostered kids, not that you're fostering kids, but kids that have been fostered, kids that come from broken homes, hurt, and even that now there are adults and young adults uh, so that you can teach them how to release the sound that they were created to release. Um, yeah, so just bless you with that. I thank you, Father, for more, 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 more on Leslie's life. Yeah, thanks, Jesus. And Vanessa, there's, there's so much favor on your life right now that God says you can go in any direction that you want to, that he's, he's laid this path out before you, and it's like there's these choices, and you're like, I don't know which way to go, and he's, I feel like he's saying, choose, because the favor's on you to go which way you want to go, because he trusts you uh, with what he's, he's placed on your life. 
in Candace, you're stepping into so much more in this season of your life. There's like this incredible grace. Like there's, you, we see the transformation that's in the natural, uh, but there's this uh, rivers that are breaking forth on the inside of you that you're even experiencing uh, that are coming out uh, in like right now. I feel like that there's so much truth that's going to be released to you in revelation of the goodness of God for the people that are around you more through your life than through your words, but they're going to be a combination of both. And so just bless you in that. And, and Melissa, I felt like God was saying that, that you light up his life, uh, that you make him so, so incredibly happy just because you're, you're his daughter. And I felt like that in this situation that you guys have had with the, with the house and the move and all that stuff, and um, that, that you're, you're going forward in the, in the decision that, that God wants you to make, and uh, there's grace in this season, um, and I felt like that the, the blending is going to go better than you think it will. Uh, the, the blending is going to go better than you think it will. Um, and, it's, and it's one of the main reasons is because the love of the Father that you carry is so profound. And it, doesn't, it, and it, comes, it comes in everything that you do. It may not always come in words, but it comes in every action that, that you, um, every action that you do. You create an atmosphere of love everywhere that you go. And because of that, that's the way it's going to work out. So just bless you in that. Yeah, thanks, Jesus. Uh, Julie gave me a testimony about her eyes being healed. She didn't need her contacts anymore at the beginning of service. I wanted to share that. Her eyes got healed. And I felt like that this season for you, Julie, is a season of, of um, knowing the true freedom of the Father. Um, and it wasn't just about being free yourself, but it was about the, the freedom of the Father's love coming to you in, in really uh, profound ways. Yeah. She, when your contacts don't work anymore, it might be because your eyes got healed, right? So I just bless you in this season of true freedom. If you would point your hands toward Julie, your true freedom. True freedom from the Father. And the rest of the healing for your eyes too. We thank you for that, God. You started it. You'll finish it. So thank you for knowing the Father even more intimately than she already does. I thank you. Just, yeah, your love being released to her right now in Jesus' name. And Mike, in your side. Oh, yeah. The few people that are around you, Siraj is over there. We're going to get them to pray for you. Yeah, the, so Mike, um, I've, I've, I, you've got so much on the inside of you to share with all of us. And there, there's a plethora of revelation. And I've, I felt like the Father was saying, I'm not even close to finished with you yet. <laughs> I saw this long stretch of road. With all these incredible events that were going to take place in, in your life and through your life, that there, that he was, I could even see the father was so excited. He's like, he's got too much to give away for me to bring him home. And so there's, there's so much that you're going to give away in this, in this next season and seasons of your life that we have to learn from you. And so we just honor this great man of God. We honor you as a, as a military vet. We thank uh, God, for your service to your country and to the body of Christ, and we just bless you right now in Jesus' name. I thank you for the value that, that Mike brings to this place. I thank you for the value that Mike brings to the world. 
Lord, we thank you for everything he's given his life for and ultimately that he's given his life for you and that it shows in the day-to-day. And so thank you, Father, that he's releasing your heart, your love through the practical uh, practical things in life all the time in Jesus' name. Thanks, God. All right. You got another one? Okay, Joe's going to give another, then we're going to release you guys to prophesy on yourself or go eat, or prophesy on yourself or to each other. <laughs> Look in the mirror. There's only two of them, but you can go and give yourself a word. This is for my laugh buddy, Chad. <laughs> I, was, I was hearing the song. Uh, it's an old gospel song, um, Bringing in the Sheep, Bringing in the Sheep. I'm hearing over you, there's healing in the hugs. Healing in the hugs, healing in the hugs, that, that you have a gifting inside of you to just to love people through, through your contact with them, and that that will heal them emotionally and physically on the inside and on the outside, that um, I, I know I, for one, when you come in that door, my, my whole life just lights up, you know, because I know what's coming. So, and that's going to happen to more and more people because the way that you love on them. All right. Amen. God bless you. Yeah. Yeah. Thanks, Jesus. Thanks for more. Thanks for these prophetic words being stewarded in the hearts of every person and and lived out. Thank you for the grace to live them out in Jesus' name. We bless you guys. Thanks so much for hanging out longer than normal. Um, I hope that it was worth it. If you've got a word for somebody, go up to them and ask them if you can share it with them and encourage them. If not, bless the rest of your day. We love you guys. Hopefully we'll see you again Wednesday or, or next Sunday. Thanks for listening to Revive the World Ministries podcast. Join us each week for another message and listen to past messages by visiting us online at revivetheworld.us.